paying attention to these bills, making sure you call the members of the committee first. It doesn't do you any good to like, hey, I'm just going to start calling everybody. You have to focus on the committee first. And it's important that constituents of the members are the ones calling. You need to watch what committee those bills are in. You need to engage people, constituents of the members of that committee. That's step one. Man, you start calling support, 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 hold them accountable. Once it goes to the next committee, you're watching, you're listening, paying attention. It goes to the next committee, call support, 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 support. I mean, you walk, you guys walk with us throughout this process because your engagement is the reason we're having a special session next week. When the people engage, it makes a difference. Difference. Government derives its power from the consent of the governed. Tennesseans do not consent with what's going on right now, and they've made that clear. And so you've got to stay engaged. Starting next Wednesday, we kick it into overdrive because we're at a tipping point. Hello, everyone. I'm Brandon Lewis, founder of the Tennessee Conservative, and we have uh, the man of the hour here, Jason Zachary, who represents part of Knox County and the Tennessee House of Representatives. Uh, Jason, thank you for joining us in transit. Hey, Brandon, it's good to be with you. We literally just adjourned sine die from our special session. I got on the road, so I appreciate you being accommodating, man. It's good to be with you. Awesome. Well, this is the second time you've been here, and I just want to tell you from all the people uh, in Tennessee who have wondered over the last 18 months if we have lost our weight constitutionally, uh, it is good to see folks like you and Janice Bowling and Mark Pody and, uh, and Griffey and a bunch of others standing up uh, for what is right. Can you tell us a little bit about what happened uh, while we were simultaneously giving a lot of corporate welfare away, which used to not be something that <laughs> conservatives did 20 years ago, but apparently it is now. Uh, we tried to address some of the things that uh, really there's been an outcry for. There was not much of an outcry for, for funding the Ford project from the grassroots, but there's been a huge outcry on other issues. Go ahead and, and lay out what the facts were. Yeah, thanks, Brandon. Um, so I could not come here for a special session related to whatever the special session is related to, Ford, whatever it may be without addressing the pressing needs of the people in my constituent county in the state are facing. Uh, the Biden administration has weaponized the free market against us. It's costing people their jobs. Uh, we have, uh, in Knox County in particular, we're literally under a judge's dictatorship where a judge is legislated from the bench. It's the height of judicial activism and overreach. He has struck down uh, votes of our local school board and then he struck down the uh, executive order, opt-out executive order from our elected governor, an unelected judge who's not even in Knox County, and that's a whole different conversation, but democracy forward, John Podesta is on that board, other Clinton um, operatives are on that board. That board is the one that was is pushing this uh, across Tennessee and across the country. It's a completely different conversation for a different time, but that's what we're faced with in Knox County. We just, our people, people in this state are not able to to pursue their unalienable rights, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness if they can't work. If the government says you got to put something in your body or you can't work, and that's not the role of government. It's unconstitutional. It's an overreach. So coming here for a special session related to Ford coming into Tennessee, 
I have been working with the speaker, legal, our clerk, finding any way possible that we can fit language into any bill, any caption bill or any bill that we draft to address the, the concerns and the needs and the protection of all Tennesseans. And uh, my friend, Representative Rusty Grills, who is a staunch conservative, he had a bill filed um, that was fairly open, filed it kind of just almost as a placeholder to where if he got an amendment drafted to address some of these needs, we could put it on there. I went to him and said, hey, legal and the clerk have told me my language will fit on your bill. Would you let me sign on to it and run it? He said, man, absolutely. So I had a bill drafted that had two parts. Uh, Chairman Reagan added a third part onto it, but my two parts were um, one related to masking in schools. It simply said that an LEA cannot require uh, masking in schools. Parents make the best health decisions for their children, not some blasted bureaucrat in Washington or the president of the United States. It's not the role of the federal government. Those should be local state issues. And um, and so we're in a position now in Knox County where 60,000 kids are under the thumb of an oligarch federal judge who said, you have to mask and you have to do this because I said so. And so this bill would have said that uh, no LEA can uh, require a mask requirement. And um, there were a couple other provisions in there uh, provided for reasonable accommodations. And we addressed some of the ADA concerns that the judge had brought up. That was all in that bill. And then the second part of that bill was related to, to uh, vaccination as a condition of employment. It simply said, very much like the Texas model, it simply said that no one, period. We don't now, let me back up real quick. House Bill 575 of last year said no governmental entity, we already passed that, no governmental entity can require uh, proof of vaccination. So we took it a step further and said no one, a person, a business, no entity can require proof of vaccination as a condition of employment, access to services, access to a building, whatever it may be, uh, state and local. And so um, that was also part of it. So it would no if, you, if a business wants to mandate it, if a business owner says, I'm gonna mandate this on my employees, man, knock yourself out, but you can't require anyone to show you proof of that vaccination. So it would have protected uh, all Tennesseans from accessing Bridgestone Arena that we paid for or um, or uh, in their job. I mean, I've got constituents at UT Patel, uh, Blue Cross, 3M, all these large companies that are dropping these uh, vaccinations as a condition of employment terms on their employees. And so this would protect everybody where no one can require proof of vaccination, just like they've never asked for a flu vaccine, a polio vaccine uh, proof, nothing. And so we're protecting people's personal health information. And that's what that bill would have done. I'm so thankful for my uh, Republican colleagues on that committee who uh, voted for that uh, unanimously Republican. The Democrats voted against it, which is not surprising. And so it passed the health committee, <laughs> but unfortunately, we could not get a Senate sponsor to join us on that bill, but it uh, led to the Senate joining us for a special session starting next week. And so I can promise that you'll see that language that we passed yesterday. You will see that again next week and I will push just as hard uh, with those two pieces along with some other legislation I have just to protect the freedom and the unalienable rights of all Tennesseans. I'll tell you what, that is probably one of the best summaries possibly given me. So I appreciate that. Um, if you could go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com and click that support button, we will send you two proud Tennessee conservative bumper stickers. We need your grassroots support here, guys. 
I kid you not, I do this out of my back pocket, out of a mission that I believe God has called me to do in Tennessee to keep us free, but it's expensive, and every little bit helps. We'll send you this. We'll also send you a directory. I can see Shane Reeves' name right here at the bottom of the page. He probably needs to get a call. Uh, he's out of line with his constituency. we got a directory of all of your state senators, your state reps, and the governor's office. And finally, you will get this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. And you can put... Uh, you can put Schlitz in here, and, and it comes out a very fine, well-crafted, hoppy IPA. It has magical properties for turning really bad beer into really great beer. Uh, you can actually you know, pick up old, nasty creek water. When it hasn't rained for a while, you put it in here, it comes out crystal clear. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. Uh, it's, it can also be used as a jack stand if you're on the side of the highway and you got trouble with your car. This thing will support up to, uh, I think, 15 metric tons of weight. Uh, I'm not sure that I can substantiate any of these claims, uh, and this may be what we call satire, but when you give $50 or more or you make a recurring donation, we'll send you this puppy, and we really do appreciate your support. Or you can also go to uh, <laughs> letsgobrandonhat.com and uh, get your Let's Go Brandon hat. If we go through the history of this in the last regular session, we had, and I will not name names because I would very much like them to reconsider their position on this, although if they do not, we will be naming names here at the Tennessee Conservative for the next, between now and 2022 primaries. We had a couple of rhinos, in my opinion, that had conflicts of interest with both where they got their campaign contributions and possibly their personal income. Uh, I work in the painting industry. If there was some big piece of legislation that came through that the painting industry did not like but was great for my constituents, I would have a real hard time uh, making all of my employers mad, uh, and I would not be able to, to make a good decision, not because I'm an uh, evil person, but because I'm human. And so we, these very same bills that you're trying to get through now uh, were killed in both the Senate and the uh, House uh, health committees by specific individuals who I will not name here. And do we think that we've got the votes for those things to come out of committee this time around? I mean, what would have changed with the health committee's views on these things? Well, Brandon, I think the landscape has dramatically changed since April. And again, I referenced it and your viewers are knowledgeable. You do such an awesome job of making sure everyone's up to date and they're following you because of, um, because they want to stay informed. And so everyone knows what the administration is doing. They know that uh, Biden is uh, continually talking about this OSHA rule that may or may not be coming. Um, they've already issued, uh, September 23rd or 24th, they did issue some type of order talking about federal contractors had to be vaccinated. That's kind of changed the landscape. And because of this threat, they, I truly believe they put this threat out however many, four weeks ago now, just to see what kind of compliance they could get without an actual order. Because the second they issue that OSHA rule, boom, you're going to have lawsuits flooding, flooding related to that from states, from individual groups, whomever it may be, because there will actually be a rule to litigate. Well, man, there's nothing to litigate right now, but you've got companies like Blue Cross, 3M, UT Patel, uh, Southwest, who's actually now backing it up. You've got other companies who now are forcing this vaccination as a condition of employment, but there is no rule yet. And so the Biden administration, again, as I said earlier, has weaponized the free market and are using those principles against us. They do not respect the Constitution. They do not respect the, the bounds of the Constitution, the separated, separation of powers. 
And so when that happens, you have to understand that we're dealing with people who, again, don't respect the Constitution. So we have to find a way within the constitutional framework to hit back. We can't just be a boxer that just rope a and sits on the ropes and just get pounded time after time again. We got to fight back. And so I think since we adjourned last year in May to now, man, the landscape has changed dramatically where there was conversations. And I had this exact conversation with uh, the administration is that, well, that's not going to happen in Tennessee. No business is going to require proof of vaccination and all this other stuff. And, and you kind of were like, well, I mean, maybe not, but we should probably be proactive. And it just, it, it wasn't going to pass. So we did what we could to make sure government could do it. Well, here we are, what, five months, six months later, and that's exactly what's happened. And so fortunately, the uh, Senate has joined the House, and now we have the opportunity to move forward on behalf of all Tennesseans. And you ask the question, what do we, what, what, what will the result be with some of these members who weren't for it before? I've talked to some of them. There's no doubt some of these members who were maybe against it back in May are for it now. And I'm sure you've got others that are not. Um, but uh, we'll just have to see starting next week. I'll be coming back to the Capitol to get all my legislation filed probably on Monday in preparation for Wednesday. And we just have to start working our bills just like a regular session. Man, there's ex extensive work that goes on behind the scenes in working these bills before you bring them to committee. Uh, that What you see on, on the stream is just the end product of us presenting a bill to everybody that we have already talked to in detail and answered questions and done so much work behind the scenes. And what you see is they kind of the end result of that kind of a back and forth. Um, so there's significant work that goes on and that'll start uh, for me, it'll start on Monday and man, we're just going to push it. Everything we do, everything I do is going to be half on, be on behalf of the Tennessee, on all Tennesseans and just fight for your freedom and your unalienable rights to ensure that this well, buddy, it is refreshing to talk to a business owner who actually says something when they speak instead of filling 20 to 30 minutes full of platitudes. And <laughs> because this is what our subscribers want to hear and know is, is how the sausage is being made, what they need to do. Here's my promise to you. If you will tell me what the bill numbers are, and if you will tell me what the Senate companion bill number is and which committees they're going through, I will try to, to run some ground game uh, for you with our subscribers and some some air cover uh, to get them to call and encourage folks very respectfully and politely to please consider voting for these out of committee, especially for the committee members, uh, because none of this had to happen. We've endured five or six months of anxiety, and a lot of people had to, in some cases, compromise their principles, in other cases, leave places where they've been employed for 20 or 30 years, and all of that rests, in my humble opinion, on the people who killed the bills the first time around, which, uh, which hopefully folks will folks will will give them a little grace, and so that we can move forward uh, in the Republican Party. Uh, any last words? And I think it's important for people to know. If you, I mean, I, as somebody that used to formally run campaigns, I, I tend to think practically and politically. About 80% of Republicans are completely opposed uh, pro Republican primary voters to people being forced to be vaccinated against their will for employment, and that's a big that's a big chunk. Even the folks that are pro vaccine do not think that it will lead to good things for those that have religious conscientious or health objectives or objections rather. So I really appreciate you doing this. I appreciate you standing up yesterday. And for our listeners, let me tell you something. What Jason did on the floor yesterday takes a lot of courage because that is not the kind of thing 
that uh, that 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 is welcomed uh, in a situation like that. But it was highly necessary, and you are to be commended. And if more Republicans did this, we would not be in the position we are. I'll let you have the last word. Well, Brandon, I would just I would ask for vigilance and engagement because I mean, really, we're in this position for next Tuesday because of lit because of your viewers, your supporters, and many other groups from Memphis to Mountain City who have been so engaged. Man, I have had people, uh, even this morning, emails from Shelby County, Hamilton County, all across the state, just, hey, what do we need to do? Who do we need to call? What steps do we need to take? And so I think people are ready, just like, hey, point us in a direction, we'll go. And so to your point, it will be paying attention to these bills, making sure you call the members of the committee first, that depending on what the setup is of special session, like this special session, we didn't have any subcommittees, it was just full committees. So it doesn't do you any good to like, hey, I'm just gonna start calling everybody. You have to focus on the committee first. And it's important that constituents of the members are the ones calling, because to be really transparent, if somebody calls me from Shelby County, I'm, yes, thank you very much for sharing your opinion, but I don't work for the person at Shelby County. I work for the people of West Knox County. And so when you have a constituent call you, it makes a, it, it makes, it, it has much more, a much more significant impact. And so people need to stay vigilant about where, like my, about the two, the bill I had yesterday, I'm breaking it up into two different bills, the mask bill and the uh, proof of vaccination bill. You need to watch what committee those bills are in. You need to engage people, constituents of the members of that committee that step one, man, you start calling support, 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 hold them accountable. Once it goes to the next committee, you're watching, you're listening, paying attention. It goes to the next committee, call, support, 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 support. I mean, you walk, you guys walk with us throughout this process because your engagement is the reason we're having a special session next week. When the people engage, it makes a difference. difference. Government derives its power from the consent of the governed. Tennesseans do not consent with what's going on right now, and they've made that clear. And so you've got to stay engaged. I mean, that's, we've done such hard work to get to this point, man. Starting next Wednesday, we kick it into overdrive because we're at a tipping point. And we got to make sure we preserve what we have in Tennessee. We're not perfect, man. We can always do better. But golly, we're in the top five to eight states in terms of freedom and where we stand. And we got to make sure that we, we, we maintain that, especially since we then won't be in session until January, second Tuesday of January. So we'll have a few months gap there. But um, and I just appreciate you and all the groups across the state that are so engaged, helping and supporting us as we do what we do for Tennesseans. Well, thank you. You've got a small business. You go up there and work for very little pay. Uh, some people do it as a job and a source of income. And because they like to be patted on the back and, and because they like to be, you know, well, welcome to pancake breakfast all over the state. But then some people who have lose money going up to uh, Nashville, which is your case, and lots of other small business owners up there, they don't derive their income uh, from their in, their political influence. And for that, I really thank you. And if you will have uh, Miss Janice, who is a gem, send me uh, what bills we need to be uh, trying to encourage folks to get out of what committee. Uh, I will get to work and do everything I can. Uh, I'm, I don't have a dog in the hunt. I employ myself. I will be the last one to go and the last one to be fired. Um, we have natural immunity, but I've got friends and relatives who are losing their jobs, and I'll be damned if I'll sit idle while that happens. Uh, and thank you so much for your help. I appreciate you very much. This All is right, man, Brandon. Thanks.
Brandon Lewis, the Tennessee Conservative. Until next time, uh, go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com. If you like articles like this, people who defend the Constitution, uh, people who fight for your rights, folks like uh, Representative Jason Zachary and many others uh, who have heeded the call of Tennesseans across the volunteer state who want our state to once again be a volunteer state, not a compulsion state. Stay tuned. Love you guys. Talk to you next time. Let's get on this stuff. Let's work these bills. Let's let the folks in the health committees know on both sides that we can't have conflicts of interest anymore. We can't let PAC dollars and uh, personal income or pensions or anything like that stand in the way of, of liberty in our state. Thank you very much. Talk to you next time.